Welcome to Meta Athletes, the playbook, episode three, where we will bring our coaches' insights directly to you in podcast form. My name is Katie Brinkley. I'm part of the Meta Athletes team, and I'm joined today by Coach B and Carl. Welcome to the show, guys. Excited for this episode. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for uh, having us on. These, these are always fun. Well, yeah, and it's been a fun process. Well, and I think that this is one of the things that I really like about doing this podcast with you guys is we get to hear some insights from you guys about how you are still leveling up yourselves and remaining an athlete, still staying a student of the game. So let's dive right into today's episode. Coach B, let's start with you. Um, yeah, Katie, thanks for having me on and uh, thanks for all the listeners. Um, one thing I wanted to share today was um, something I've been like thinking about recently um, you know, I work with division one athletes and I still work with some professional athletes that, that have graduated through here. And, um, one thing that always comes up is, is how do I, how do I get better? Like, how do I achieve a goal? And, um, you know, it, it came up at a conversation with friends as well too, and they get frustrated when they can't reach a goal. And the thing that I always tell our athletes and the people I'm able to work with is, um, are you designing your life around the things that you want to achieve? And, um, I was meal prepping yesterday, you know, and, and I meal prep every Sunday and I meal prep because I don't want to pay for lunch, call me cheap or whatever it may be, but I don't want to have to like buy lunch every single day. And I know when I don't meal prep, I tend to eat unhealthier. And so, um, people are like, well, how, how do you find the time for it? I mean, like, I, this is something that I want to do. I value my health. So I'm going to create routines and create habits around my life. Um, that are going to help me achieve that kind of life that I want and achieve health. And so I meal prep every single week. Um, I create routine and I create order in a lot of my life. Uh, my wife sometimes thinks that I'm a little crazy and thinks that I'm uh, a little obsessive, but it's, it's something that I value. And right. And if it's something that you value, I think that you're, you're, you're going to find a way to work towards it. Like if you value, um, you know, binge watching a show, then you're going to figure out how to watch that show. Or if you value going to go see an opening night of a movie, you're going to figure out how to create your routine and order around your life so you can go do that. Um, and if you value your health and if that's something that you want to achieve, then you're going to try to figure out routines within your life. And, um, you know, I'm excited about, you know, trying to help people within our community, try to help help them achieve what it is that whatever it is that they want to achieve. And um, it's really creating structure around your life about the things that you want to do. I mean... Um, I think Drew had a good uh, a good tweet today that I that I, I just put up and say forty two percent of college graduates never read it never read a book for the rest of their lives and he wrote you know what it's a cheat code it literally allows you to gain uh, lifetime experience in weeks and if you don't value reading then you're never going to do it you know if you don't value what's within a book or if you don't value with what's somebody else is saying then you're never really going to listen and so I think it really comes down to knowing yourself what it is that you want to achieve. Um, and then try to create that structure and order within your life to be able to achieve that. I 100% agree with that, uh, coach. And I think that one of the things that you said too, is establishing that routine. Sometimes you say like, Oh, well, meal prepping is just part of my routine because that's important to me. Now establishing routines can be, can be hard. What are some of your, your tips that you have on just getting your, your routine started? Yeah, that's that's um that's a really good question and i can bring it back to 
when the pandemic hit. Like when, before the pandemic hit, um, I had a really good routine of of getting up in the morning, doing my you know, um, getting ready for work, taking care of my kids, getting them breakfast, getting their lunch, um, taking them to school, and when I get into work, I'd usually train before my first group of the day. When the pandemic hit and I didn't have to drive into school and I didn't have to drive to work, I was um, not frantic, but I was really, I was confused. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I, I, what is all this sitting around? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it took a couple of days to try to figure out um, timing, when I was going to work, when I was going to train, when I was going to take care of the kids, what we were going to do in the afternoons, all those types of things to try to create some level of, uh, of order, right? I like order. And the opposite end of the spectrum of order is chaos. And so I don't deal well with chaos. And um, so for me, what really tries to help establish routines is to write things down and to plan and to schedule. And you could use, there's so many different apps you can use. Um, I just re- literally like writing things down. My wife is the same way. She will write down lists if we have to go on a trip or if it's my, it's my daughter's birthday at another week. And she's writing down everything that we need to do to take care of, to make sure that everything is, you know, is a success on a birthday. Um, and doing, you know, living day to day is really no different. It's just trying to figure out, you know, if you want to train and you want to work out, okay, then carve out time to be able to do that. Like how much time can you carve out and be honest with yourself? If it's 20 minutes, it's a 30 minute, if it's, if it's, if it's an hour that you can dedicate to it, carve it out. When are you going to do it? Do you have family responsibilities you take care of that you need to take care of? We'll try to fill those gaps in too. Um, do you have to work? If you do, like, what are your hours? Fill those gaps in. And then when do you want to go to bed? And then if you have time to, you know, sit on the couch and watch a Netflix show, then try to budget all those things in within your day. Um, if you need to call your mom, like write that into your schedule too. try to figure out when you need to call somebody that you love. Um, so I think that a lot of creating routine comes down to getting organized and planning. Um, it's an old John Wooden saying like, um, preparing to fail is failing to prepare. Like, so prepare, um, you've really got to prepare your day, uh, your weeks, your month. It's, it's really no different than writing a program. Honestly, like, like when, when I write a program, um, from a physical standpoint or Carl writes a program for, um, somebody to try to improve their, their mental fitness, whatever it may be, it's really just program design. Um, but there's no class on trying to figure out how to program your day. Yeah, if, if, if there was, I definitely probably would have tried to sign up for that class a long time ago. Carl, I'm curious, are you a habit of routine too? Is, is a routine of a key driving factor in the way that you approach your lifestyle and, and the way that you try to you know, continue excelling and, and taking yourself to that next step? Yeah, I'm, I'm less routine driven but I do have uh, focus buckets and I would call those my routine, so to speak. So uh, last week we were talking about non-negotiables. Coach B was sharing this and non-negotiables at the moment are um, meditation and breath work, uh, training, uh, making sure that I get quality time with my uh, family and wife and that I have a focus time uh, to work. And then within work, I have, uh, another set of buckets where I have uh, shorter term projects, long term projects, and then those that are uh, higher impact and lower impact. So I just prioritize according to these focus uh, buckets, and that's how my routines kind of work. 
so I'm I'm less structured. I do have some uh, checklists that I do follow and and that are non-negotiables. Uh, so for example, if I'm uh, recording a podcast, there are certain things that I always do. If I am uploading a, a YouTube video, there are certain things that I always do, and I just go down the checklist. It just takes that mental uh, energy away, so you just can focus on the doing. Uh, so I'm I'm not routine driven as in like I have a morning routine that I follow and then do the next I have focus time and and sometimes um it serves and sometimes it doesn't I think that's the ability of breaking free from what originally used to be a practice that served to now creating a new one and uh I mean coach B you were sharing uh, what happened with the pandemic yeah we all had to all of a sudden restructure, regroup, figure it out. And I think that's where this notion of chaos being self-organizing comes into play. And I think it comes down to awareness. And actually, that's something that I, I thought I would share today. The importance of the conversations that we're having are all around awareness so that you, the listener, and us, as we grow with you, can prepare to win in life. And that uh, preparation being one that starts with an impulse that is greater than your conditioning, meaning it's noticing, ah, this is something that I really want. This is something that I really need. This is something that is important. And allowing that impulse within your awareness to dictate your next move. And this is where some people may be thinking, well, are you asking us to become reactive or reflexive? Not necessarily. I am asking you to become responsive and deliberate, but I'm asking you to be quick. Be quicker than your conditioning. It's to override that which you have been kind of told to do by the behaviors that you have been practicing uh, since uh, day one. And that now potentially no longer serve you or won't serve you in getting to the next level. And what that is, uh, that's something that only you can can define. Uh, so that's my long-winded way of saying I kind of have a routine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I love the fact that you brought up this awareness because we get so caught up in our routines, in our day-to-days that are we aware of what we're really, of what we're really doing? What is important to us at that moment in time? Like, is this something that I should be prioritizing or is it something that really should have a lower rank on, 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 on the totem pole here. So talk to us a little bit more about how this awareness can, we can really be prioritizing where we are with our awareness on our, on our priorities in life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to try to simplify this as much as I can. So I'm going to break it down like this. Uh, awareness is a container. It's a container within uh, in, in which you live. You live in this container of awareness. And in this container, I want you to imagine that there are things happening, ideas, uh, emotions, relationships. And every single one of those uh, things that is floating in that container is bouncing off the walls. Bing, 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 like little ping balls, ping ball, ping pong balls, <laughs> rather. They're just bouncing off the wall. Imagine those ping pong balls bouncing at a steady pace. The smaller the container, the faster you are uh, interacting with them. They come back to you sooner just because of the size of the container. Now imagine that container expanding, becoming bigger, and the number of 
ping pong balls inside of that container remaining the same and moving at the same speed. What happens? All of a sudden, you have more space. You have more time in between the interactions with those thoughts, those feelings, those uh, moments, whatever it may be. And thus, it allows you to pause, notice, and make better decisions. Do I want to engage with this thought coming my way? Do I want to engage with this feeling? Do I want to engage in this activity? So that's number one, is when it comes to awareness, we're, we're looking to expand that container. We're looking to expand our awareness. And if you think about awareness as simply the exploration of what is, every single moment in your life has the ability or opportunity rather to give you a chance to expand on that. And one way to do this is to realize that every moment of your life, you're gathering information. Right, right now, I'm, I'm sharing sound bites, and you're transcribing these sound bites into information. And then you're processing this information into hopefully something that is digestible for you. This is the same thing as uh, eating a good meal, right? Now, over time, this information becomes knowledge. And knowledge is compartmentalized information in a way where it lives in these archives that you could call concepts. We can talk about vegetation as a concept. And within vegetation, you have trees and flowers. And then within trees, you have uh, different species of, of trees and so on. This uh, idea of knowledge is, is, is beautiful because that's what we're kind of seeking. That's what we're really trying to develop here. But it's only useful if that knowledge can be put into context. Contextualized knowledge is understanding and understanding is a greater level of awareness so that's really what we're trying to do we're trying to translate the information that we're accumulating we're processing so much information most of that we're not even aware of because it's so much our, our brains shut it out but that which we're selecting to participate in uh that is becoming knowledge it's becoming part of our conditioning our programming now, the way that we express our programming, our conditioning, in each moment, in each context, that is the understanding. And, and, and that is the practice of becoming more aware, becoming more conscious, becoming more awake. And, and with that expansion, what happens is that you move away from being reflexive, reactive, which is exhausting, to becoming deliberate, which is by choice, and uh, feels easy. In other ways, you can think about being reflexive as being reactive, and you can think about uh, being uh, deliberate as being responsive. When uh, you take medicine, if you react to the medicine, you have a reaction to the medicine, that's usually a negative outcome. But if you respond to the medicine, you're now getting better. So we're looking to become responsive. And I wish that was mine. Uh, that is uh, Zig Ziglar, uh, an old <laughs> motivational speaker's uh, take on it. And I think that's kind of at, the, at the, the core of what we're trying to do with these conversations. Well, and Carl, it's such a good point. There's so many things that are going on throughout the day that we have to decide 
what are we, what are we retaining? What are we keeping in? What are we going to use to better ourselves? And it's being aware. It's, it's having that focus. It's, it's establishing those routines. We've already touched on so many important parts to better ourselves. What do, you know, Coach B, what do you do to continue to develop professionally and personally? Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say that I think Carl hit the nail on the head is is context. Is like context matters and context is everything in so many situations. And it, there's so many things that can get taken out of hand from what you see in a, in a clip on Instagram or a, a quote within an article or a – uh, a tweet that somebody puts out is is what is the context that which somebody is saying that within to really try to gain understanding is some things get blown out of proportion or some things get taken out of context to whether if you see a certain exercise on Instagram you're like oh I need to add that to my program well like well you don't know the context of which that exercise is done within the grand scheme of an entire training program is it a warm up exercise is what's the goal of the exercise how frequently are they doing it like there there's so many different ways that things can get misconstrued because we live in an, in, a, in an age where information is so readily accessible. Um, and a lot of people don't take the time to have the awareness to truly understand, well, what is, the, what is that person truly saying? What, is it, what are they saying and how is that going to impact me? And it does. It comes back to awareness. Like It's a word I think I say probably ad nauseum throughout the day <laughs> to my athletes. Like, like, okay, like if some if I ask somebody to do something and they're like, oh, Coach B, I can't do that. Well, like, okay, stop. Realize what you just said. Like you've already put the, the thought into your head that your body is not going to be able to deliver the right output because you've already set, you know, you already set yourself up to fail. So let's start again. Let's change our vocabulary and let's make sure that we can address those types of things. And that's one thing that, that takes time over the course, you know, over the course of somebody's career. But, um, Context is something that, like Carl, that was that was fantastic. Like, um, it, 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 I think it ties everything together. Um, but in terms of like what I do to, to try to improve and get better, I think it's it's reading. Um, you know, it, it it's try to find books um, and things that are out there that that I would enjoy and that would probably help me. And um, I a lot I read a lot of nonfiction books, a lot of growth books, business books, self help books. Um, you know, I'm right now I'm re I'm rereading way of the peaceful warrior. Um, that is a book. It's a classic that I've read and recommended to athletes throughout the years. And, uh, and I'm rereading it because two athletes that I've spoken to former athletes I've worked with at two different institutions, um, reached out to me and they said how helpful that book was. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't read that in a while. So I'm going to reread, um, way of the peaceful warrior. And it's, and um, sometimes that's what I've been doing recently is rereading. I, um, you know, reread, um, chop wood, carry water after you talked about it on the Twitter spaces. Um, so I'm rereading, currently rereading that, but I think there's, there's so many, so many places you can seek information and seek knowledge. Um, but reading tends to be my, my number one go-to next to talking to people. Like, you know, it's, I think nothing can, um, nothing can you know outweigh a really good conversation that you have with a colleague or honestly these the these get-togethers are unbelievable for my own self-growth selfishly like i um inspired and i'm empowered um every single time we speak and we connect together and uh, you know i hope the community starts to feel that same exact way but 
Um, that's usually the, the best ways that I try to try to, you know, personally help myself to try to win in life too and grow. Well, and Coach B, I think that that's a, a great point with, with reading. With so much information available at our fingertips, I mean, you think about it, and we're walking around with computers to the, 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 you know, the world in our pockets. And it's so easy for us just to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to look at this really quick. And, okay, I've read enough. And then go home, and then you get stuck in the, the TikTok you know, wormhole of short-form videos, and you didn't read anything. It's amazing what happens when you put down your electronics and just pick up a book again and the amount of growth that that can have on you both mentally and, and physically too. Coach Carl, I'm curious, what, what, do you, what do you do these days to continue developing both professionally and personally? Yeah, I'm very much like Coach B. I, li I like to read and I like to consume uh, podcasts and I, I watch a ton of YouTube, <laughs> maybe too much. I, I may have a problem. Anytime I get a chance to, to sit down, I'm like, oh, let's let's see what's on YouTube. And I, I just browse, browse through the most obscure things like talk to me about the pyramids in Egypt. I want to know everything. Talk to me about uh, psychedelics. I want to know what's happening there with the latest research. Uh, talk to me about anything. I'm I'm very very interested in these things, so that that's one thing, and I guess that comes from curiosity. And uh, the the other aspect is play. I've noticed more than ever. I, I just need more joy in my life. Everything is so serious. Everything is uh, data driven. Everything is about you know bringing home the gold and you know performing at the highest level, making more money. And I just realized that I just want to have. A good time. I just want to play and be joyful as I'm playing. So I think play and curiosity are my two things. And and I design my life just like uh, Coach B was talking about earlier. I design my life of, around these things. And um, sometimes it's scary to do that because you think, well, if I'm gonna um, spend more time doing things that are not technically mechanically producing results at this moment am i saying no to performing at a higher level and the truth is that uh i can i can now say with confidence that over the last 10 years the more i have chosen that which gives me life and really been um disciplined in that which produces results the more results i produce and the better i feel now as I'm saying it here, it sounds very simple, sounds easy. It sounds like I'm like just, you know, running around having a good old time. And the truth is uh, I have to press the reset button every morning. The urge to reach for the phone is like, come on, and, and becoming reactive. I have to control myself. And, you know, I do little things like I hide the phone. I put the phone outside. I put it on airplane mode. I do all, all these little tricks. But at the end of the day, it's about my willpower. And uh, and that is the the awareness side is is be, really becoming aware. And uh, I thought I would just share this because I, I I was thinking about it when when Coach B was talking about this earlier. Is that there are three components for designing anything, in my opinion, that are uh, key to keep in mind. And it's first of all feasibility. Is it even possible to do? Is it possible for me to not pick up my phone as I uh, wake up in the morning? It is. Yes, it is. Is it possible to build an NFT project that is completely different than the ones that are out there and actually have a successful full mint out? Yes, it is. It's feasible. The second uh, question is viability. Is it viable? Mm, this one now is a little trickier because now we're talking about resources. 
am I going to have enough resources to um, go through the on-ramp? Am I going to have enough resources when I get to the destination, whatever that may be, the stretch goal, the dream goal? And then finally, and this is the most important one and the one that a lot of us <laughs> fall short on, is asking ourselves, is this desirable? Desirability is a big deal. We think we want certain things until we get started. And then when the hard work begins, that's when we're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I think I changed my mind. I don't know if I want to be a Division I player. I don't know if I want to go to the Olympics. I don't know if I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if I... And then all of a sudden, things change. And this component of desirability is, is, is really powerful. But you will only know what it truly is when you get into it. Thus, take the leap. Make it happen. Do the thing, right? And I think that that comes from a place of curiosity and playfulness. And when it, when, you know, it gets a little hard, hopefully you're so excited, you, you, you love it so much, you remember why you started, and now you know how, how to finish. Uh, and then finding balance in, in the mix of that and having people... Uh, around you that that support that journey. I absolutely love that, Carl, and and I couldn't agree more. I um I I definitely for for my rabbit holes it, it is I'm a course junkie. Someone's selling a course out there. I am like first in line to sign up for it and consume all of that content. But I love being That's curious. Awesome. I love continuing to learn, and I think that that is one of the best ways for us to continue pushing ourselves um, and to continue leveling up. So. This has been an awesome conversation about focus, you know, being mindful of, of what we're investing our time into. Is it worth it? Being aware of our responsibilities that we have going on in our lives. I can't wait for the next episode of Meta Athletes, the playbook. Coach B, Carl, thank you so much for joining me. And for those of you that are listening, be sure to subscribe and leave the podcast a review, and we will see you in the next episode.